0: Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplify. Hello and welcome Amplify You family, Michelle Abraham here. Your host, I am bringing you I'm so delighted. I'm bringing you an amazing expert today, Rv Robinson. Rv is a speaker trainer. She is so amazing at what she does. In fact, she has an event coming up soon, Million Dollar Speaker, which I'm really excited to be attending. Rv is the master speaker trainer. She's an international speaker and author. She gives you all the tools and confidence to become an amazing speaker. So she's been doing this for over a decade uh, with business owners, service professionals, entrepreneurs. And really using uh, public speaking as a marketing strategy, which I love. We're going to dive more into that. And with these techniques, you'll instantly attract more clients, generate unlimited leads, and grow your business. So uh, on top of everything else, what we love the most is getting our message out there in the world. So Arvie's helped over 5,000 people do this, you guys. I'm so excited to bring her here as your expert today. So welcome, Arvie, to Amplify You. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Great to be here. Yes, so excited to have you. I would love, oh my gosh, speaking and podcasting really go hand in hand. And it's funny because so many of my podcasters Want to then, once they get a taste of speaking on the microphone, go on to be a public speaker. So, Harvey, I want to start right there. Like, what is it for? um, What is the best way for a podcaster who maybe has got a taste of it on their own show or going on as a guest on other shows? What's the next step? Like, how do they actually become a speaker that gets to go on stages?
1: Okay, great, Uh, great question. Well, they need to get trained because podcasting is different than standing in front of a group or standing in the virtual stage. So they need probably to get uh, a bit more training is the first thing I would re- recommend. But it is different because, uh, you know, the podcasts, a lot of them are interviews and interviews are much different or being an interviewee interviewer is much different than holding people's attention for a good 10, 20 or 30 minutes and having an organized speech that, Really builds rapport, delivers great content without overwhelming, uh, over deliver without overwhelming, and then a call to action or a close. So uh, mm-hmm. it's much different. So they they should get trained in that particular area.
0: Absolutely. And not to mention a lot of podcasts are audio. So We don't have that feedback or that instant feedback like you would when you're on stage. Do you find, uh, are we, a lot of your speakers that you're training, they've done podcasts already, or is this something that they start off speaking first or what do you find most people are doing podcasting first or speaking on stages first?
1: Actually, I find them speaking on stages first. They learn how to speak, they speak on stages for a while, and then they go, oh, okay, I think I'll do a podcast. Because they too, it's another avenue for them to stretch and to grow. And some of my speakers never do the podcast um, because they don't like the whole interview style of format. But most most of my students will eventually go to podcasts, and I, I recommend them to do that because it's another avenue, it's another stage to speak. And when you put other people on your stage, they'll put you on their stage. So now you know you can recipro- reciprocate and, and expand. It's just a really great, easy way to get your message out. And there's people out there, listeners that love podcasts. Mm-hmm. And those people, you know, I mean, they just eat it up. So mm-hmm. there's
0: there's a big audience. Yeah, I love it. I feel like we have, or we're speaking about two different tools. <laughs> Excuse me, but the way you actually use them in your business is very similar, so yeah. I like to trade podcast episodes uh you know, interviews with people to get on other people's shows, just like you were saying trading stages. I love that idea right. as well. I think that's a great way to network and using it as a tool to network when you're, um, when you're t- training your speakers RV, are you finding that most of them are using this for like uh, their presentation skills um, in their businesses or is it to get paid to be a speaker or is it more for like a, a, creating an offer to sell on stage? What, what do you find is the yeah. most common way of using speaking? Well,
1: Primarily, what I do is I teach business owners how to use speaking to leverage and to grow their business and to get those clients and and leads. So, my audience, my target market are businesses. So, but I do have a few, I do have some people that come to me and want to be that paid speaker. Um, But, you know, as you know, right now that whole speaking thing is flipped, and now you often pay to to speak and pay to get on stages and some people that want to be that paid professional speaker don't understand the new model so um you know so that's changed but also a lot of uh people will come to me um not only uh not only to uh, be business speakers and to use it to get more business but yes they come to me for to help them create their offer and help them to teach and sell their offer and then i get a lot of people too that are not even, that have a different kind of business. And in other words, like pastors and, and um, people that have that message and they just want to make sure that they're delivering it uh, in the best persuasive manner, you know. Um, and sometimes, you know, I get brigadier generals who speak and bark all the time, but they want to know how now, how to create and craft that persuasive, motivating uh, presentation. So I've had students from eight years old all the way up to 82 years old. So wide
0: range. <laughs> that is a wide range and for a wide, re- like wide range of reasons too. So I love um, what you're saying about speaking. And are there anything that we need to uh, know about like when we're getting on stage, what would be some good tips for us to like, you know, really like our stage presence up level it maybe?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about the virtual stage right now. Because yeah. Good idea. <laughs> it's really hot and that's what yeah. everybody's doing. And the virtual stage, a lot of people think that because it's virtual, that they don't need to do all the things that they need to do when they're speaking outside. And, and, and it means also not take enough training too. Right. Mm. They think that, Oh, it's virtual. It's forgiving. No, it, it everything in the virtual world is magnified. Everything. Now, Imagine this, when you go out on stage, when you're speaking at a local, let's say chamber of commerce or at a local hotel or at a local restaurant, nobody will fault you for anything that's going on, right? In other words, the stage, the lighting, the microphone, Mm -hmm. or not having a microphone, no one's gonna fault you for it. They know you're just the guest speaker coming in and, and doing them a favor by giving them a great presentation but that's not so in the virtual world. In the virtual world, you are responsible for the stage. You're responsible for the lights and making sure people can see you. You're responsible for the sound. You have to make sure there's no noisy distractions and telephones and dogs. And yes, I'm guilty sometimes, (laughs) Um, but you're in charge of Or people. If you don't create a great environment, then people are going to, shut out. They're just not going to listen to you. And mm-hmm. it's so much harder in this environment because people are at home. They're in their home office. Um, they can do other work. They can turn off their video and, and you don't know if they're looking or present. And I tell people, yeah, I teach Zoom etiquette too, because I tell people, if you come into a room, a Zoom room, um, any any of those kind of rooms, and you come in there with your video off, it is like you You putting a bag over your head and coming in a networking room, you know, going into a restaurant or going into a chamber meeting with a bag over your head. You would never, ever do that. So I say, if you're going to come in with your video off, just don't come because you're not there anyway. You know, you've got to come into this environment playing full out, whether you're the speaker or whether you're the guest. Now, another thing a speaker can do to be, uh, you know, play at a level 10 is to stand up. I have a stand-up desk and I stand up when I speak because you that's, that's what you really would do out in the outside world. And because then your diaphragm is open, you can be more energetic, you can use uh, more hand gestures and be more animated and just have that energy, which you need so much more energy now because people can only see you from the waist up.
0: So, yeah, you know, it's like, that's a whole different world now.
1: <laughs> yes, it's speaking out of the box when you're in the box right? Don't just get comfortable and sit down and go, oh, I'm just having a conversation. No, not if you're the speaker. You've you got to bring it on. And it's getting more and more difficult because early in the early, you know, maybe four or five months ago, people were a lot more forgiving. But now the people are professional Zoom goers, right? They've got Zoom butt. And, uh, you know, we go to Zoom meetings like several times a day. So people are getting more critical in terms of what they expect of you as a speaker, presenter, host, whatever it is, so you have to you have to bring on your A game.
0: Mm, that's a really good point, and especially even when you're in the audience. I like what you said about you know really um, having your video on, being present, and otherwise don't show up because if you're there to network, you're there that that you're also creating a first impression, right? Like it's interesting. Yeah. It's such an interesting thing. If you would never go into a room to network with people, you know, with like, you know, wearing your pajamas and not hairbrushed or That's
1: anything. That's true too. Isn't that right?
0: Isn't that right? Yeah, it yeah. is true. That's funny. Yeah. It's a whole new world that we're in these days. So it's really interesting. Do you foresee us uh, stage speaking coming back again in the next little while?
1: Uh, I see it coming back, but not until about 2023. Mm, yeah, In terms of groups, large groups of more mm-hmm. than 20, I mean, I, my Million Dollar Speaker Summit, I have over 100 people, right, mm-hmm. coming physically. And, and it takes that because the and that's not a big event. That's an intimate event. And that's what I prefer is intimate events so that people get to meet more people and just have a really uh, good time. But now um, going virtual, you can reach more people right but for me to be able to put on an event like that and be able to pay for the the guy that sets up the back and the music guy and the sound you know all that it's very very expensive so 20 people in a room will not cut it will not at all so i need a big event just to be able to pay you know for the room and for the food and and, and the hotel and all of that so um I don't see those big ones coming about until about two or three years from now. A lot of people are starting to book events in January 2021, mm-hmm. but they're gonna be small. They're, yeah. they're just gonna be small events. You know, People are scared. You know we're we've been conditioned now to kind of work this way and stay away from people and yeah, you know, i've walked down the street walking my dogs and i, I people will go com- completely around me you know don't even walk past me you know? <laughs> some people think that's crazy some people think well that's smart and safe so there's two camps so it's hard to tell it's really hard to tell what's going to happen but I I think it's going to be a few years because we have to get comfortable with it again, Mm -hmm. comfortable being around people again. I mean, it's wild. It's a shame, you know, in church, you know, we used to always shake hands and greet people and, and hold hands while we did the Lord's prayer. And now we can't do that anymore. Right. And I don't know if we'll ever be able to do that anymore. So it's, it's just, it's conditioned nothing changed. The way that we uh, not only do business but interact with each other.
0: Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot of things in the world. Muzz, our kids are going back to school this week too. As we record this, it's going to bring all sorts of different different things into play. And you know, thank goodness for uh, platforms like Zoom where we can still go and do a um, you know a, an event. Um, but like, it's just, you're right. It's like a completely different world. Zoom versus like being on a podcast versus speaking on a stage. But in, um, your goal as a speaker, when you're speaking on stage, what is it you're trying to get your audience to do as a speaker?
1: Well, you want to motivate them. See, as a speaker, your message is really important. And I believe that you have a message to share that only you can share people that can only hear it from you and that message will save their business their life or even their soul so that's why it's really important for you to learn how to get it out there because nobody else can deliver that message only you our messages are are unique for us and they're unique for the people that need to hear them and most of the time when you speak you'll never know the lives that you've touched You won't know the lives that you've touched, but know that you're touching them every single time you speak. And a few months ago, there's this woman, I was speaking at an event, and my speaking time got cut by 10 minutes. And so, I mean, I was driving there and I got a text that it was cut by 10 minutes. And so I had a choice to make. Was I gonna go because I was not happy about it? Was I gonna go? Uh, and be gracious or or stay home or go home, right? So I decided I was going to go and I got there and I was in the afternoon. So I was there all day long. I saw the vendors and all of that, bought stuff, had a good time. It was a book expo. And um, then it was my time to speak. And there was another break before like a 30 minute break. And so I just went to the to the host and said, hey, you know, how about if I, you know, how about if we cut the break by 10 minutes and give me those 10 minutes back? And so she did. So I spoke, did my presentation, got off stage and this woman comes up to me and she said, "Arvy, she goes, I bought your book last year and I gave it to my dad and my dad has dementia and it's given my dad so much hope that he, he wants to talk about dementia. And, um, but, but he lost his book and he's so upset about it. So I came back this year hoping that you'd be here, that I could buy another book. I'm like, wow. Of course, I gave her a book and him a book and personally signed it. And I asked her, I said, do me one favor. When you give it to him, videotape it on your phone and send it to me so I can just see his reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind, and she did and it was fabulous. It was just like, he, he was in tears. But mm-hmm. that's the kind of impact that as speakers, and, and as long as you know how to speak properly, right, you can have that kind of impact and influence and persuade people to take action, whether it's to take action and buy, it might be take action on a cause, take action to donate, or just take action on maybe something you want them to, to do for themselves. It's
0: powerful. Mm, I love that. Do you uh, really recommend using like storytelling when you're on stage too?
1: Yes, absolutely. You must learn to be a master storyteller. Mm-hmm. And because uh, there's four stories that you need to have in your presentation. This is a signature talk presentation. If you have a real short one, five minutes, then obviously not. But you always want to have your professional story. So mm-hmm. for, for example, my professional story is I didn't set out to be a speaker. As a matter of fact, it was by accident. My degree is in information systems. I'm a geek, right? <laughs> Half geek. And I went to work for a company by the name of Deloitte, right, big CPA company, as a systems consultant. And my job was to set up financial accounting systems. Now, this was back in the 80s. So this is when microcomputers first came on the scene. And all of a sudden, smaller businesses could afford computers, where before they took up the size of a room, right? So it was a revolutionary time. So my boss came to me and said, Harvey, I want you to get out there and start speaking and tell people we're offering this service. And I thought to myself, well, I took a speech class in college, right? I'm good to go. I knew everything there was to know about public speaking. So I thought, but I didn't. And I didn't land one job, not one project, not one client. And I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was. And so one day this woman comes up to me at the end of my talk, and I'm thinking, okay, I must be getting better because I was like the loneliest speaker in town, right? Mm-hmm. And she came up to me and she says, honey, do you, I hate to tell you this, but do you know that after every sentence, you say, okay, <laughs> I just looked at her. And the only thing I could think of saying back to her was, okay, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But that told me that I needed to respect public speaking and get trained. And so I did. I did everything I could to get trained. I read books. I went to seminars, everything I could. And then the most amazing thing happened. The better I got, the better my clients got. The better my opportunities got. The better my promotions got. The better visibility I got on the firm. I mean, it was amazing. And I shot up, of course, you know, in corporate. And I was there 23 years In uh, corporate America. And then I reached the top, right? Senior manager. And there was nowhere else for me to go. And there were so many other people in my industry that just flooded the industry. And, and, you know, the competition was getting tougher and it just wasn't any fun. I was blazing trails early on. And now I was just a middle manager pushing papers, making proposals, and, uh, you know, evaluating staff. And so I knew, I knew. I needed to do something different. Now I've used public speaking throughout that career. But I, so I did what every smart girl would do. I prayed about it. And God said, teach others what I've taught you. That's how he said it. And I knew exactly what he meant. So I left corporate America. Now that's 17 years ago, practically to the day in October, it'll be 17 years that I've been teaching Business owners and entrepreneurs and coaches, consultants. How do you speaking to market themselves? So, and I've never regretted it. And I've I've worked for myself longer than I've worked for anybody else.
0: Good for <laughs> you. That's great. And I, I love speaking. Yeah, sure. Because a professional story, story
1: with a lesson. Yeah. Um, emotional story and success stories, because mm. nothing sells
0: better than success. So those are the four stories that you need. Yeah, you did that so seamlessly, too, that we didn't even know you were taking us through all those stories, right? <laughs> it was just like you were answering the question there. And That's right. Obviously, it's been well rehearsed and into your integrated into you uh, to do that. I love, I love listening to how you just did that so seamlessly knowing some of the background about some speaking signature talks formulas it was really cool to see you uh, just whip that out there <laughs> so thanks for sh- thanks for sharing the insider scoop with us i love that and so do you think that's something we should also be doing in our podcasts as well like especially if they're our own uh, podcasts as a host
1: Absolutely. Not only telling stories, but getting your interviewee to tell stories. Mm-hmm. Always ask them about themselves and their background, their backstory, or how did they get to be where they are today? Because that gives them the credibility that they need for listeners to continue listening. Mm-hmm. So they earn the right. So always, as a, if you're the interviewer, ask your interviewee and as the interviewer, you can put in some other stories as well. But normally when you're the interviewer, you want to make them the star. That's right. So get them to do more of the stories.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And how, what was the story behind the Million Dollar Speaker event? I'd love to know how you got started doing that event because it's been running for several years now.
1: Yes, I've been doing that for five years, but I've ran other events. I had years ago an event called Speak Your Way to Wealth an event called go for the gold. And then I had some other uh, events for, for women. And then five years ago, I, I did this event. So, and this first year I'm doing it virtually, of course. And the, of course the virtual arena has kicked off. I mean, so many people are doing so many virtual events, but I have really focused on mine being different. And that is not only with music, I'm using combination with music and PowerPoint and, Of course, some different fun things like little paddles that people can hold up. Because Mm -hmm. at my live event, if you get a million dollar idea, you yell out millions. Well, people won't be able to do that with 100 or 200 (laughs) people, you know, to be crazy. So I've made paddles so that people could say their millions and, um, you know, all kinds of fun stuff so that they can enjoy the day. And I have a lot of activities that people can do. A lot of people I've noticed. they're really getting, well, maybe it's just me. I'm really getting tired of these breakout rooms, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, no, not another breakout room. <laughs> because people are just not making them fun. So mm-hmm. I've come up with some ideas to make mine fun, like scavenger hunts. Stuff like that, where people go and get some artifacts, and then they go in the room and talk about them. A lot more exciting than just going in and going. You have thirty seconds to say who you are, right? And then there's always that person in there who wants to dominate or blah <laughs> blah blah. You know, it's it's. You know, I'm getting to where I don't like them too much. So we will have a few of them, but they will be very well orchestrated and fun. I promise. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Several things that I'm doing to keep keep the audience engaged, which again it's harder in the virtual world, ladies and gentlemen. It is harder in the virtual world. You think it's easier? No. Think again. <laughs> think again. Because you're competing with more than people's cell phones. We're in a live mm-hmm. event, we're competing with cell phones, really, right? Mm-hmm. That's, and right. that's it for their attention. But now we're we're competing with everything: kids, dogs, cell Emails. phones. Emails. Yeah. Email.
0: <laughs> yeah. So oh my gosh. Yeah. It's going to be a whole different world trying to do events like, you know, uh, virtually versus in person. And I think at first people were like, yeah, this was going to save some money on the event space, but it's a whole different experience that I've been to a lot of them recently. I'm really looking forward to yours because I know yours is going to be different. I know you've added so many unique elements to it. Yeah. Um, and so for anyone listening to this, um, there is still time because we are um, just recording this and we're going to publish it live before the events so that you have time to join me at the event as well. I'm going to be participating. And so, are we where can we find out more information about the Million Dollar Speaker? Okay.
1: Just go to the website, which is very simple. It's Million Dollar Speaker Summit. S-U-M-M-I-T. Million Dollar Speaker Summit dot com. And you'll find all the information there. There's you know uh, general admission or um, uh, full access where you get the recordings and a lot of other fun stuff. And fun activities so uh,
0: million-dollar fantastic and before we let you go I've got a few more questions for you uh, along the lines of becoming a speaker so and using you know you're really passionate about using your speaking to market your business what are a couple of tips you have for uh, people looking to add speaking to uh, as one of their marketing tools okay so get trained first, that would be my Mm -hmm. (laughs) train. And even if
1: you've been trained as a speaker a long time ago, speaking has changed just like any other industry. So Mm -hmm. it's much different. I mean, back, you know, a long time ago, people were doing more lectures, presentations, conversations, but now where it is, is people, uh, they really want that experience, number one. And where it's going is people want naked authenticity. And that means, they want you to be real. They want you to be transparent. They want you to be who you are. Now, that doesn't mean without respect to your audience. When I say transparent, doesn't mean going to be goofy and all that. But it means letting people know who you are, right? So, for example, I've, I've, uh, you know, everybody that's here listening to this knows I'm a woman of faith. Just because I let you know that I am, you also know that I love dogs because I talk, talked about dogs. So it's subtle. But it's simple, and those people will gravitate to you—the people that like you. It's not opposites; it's people that like you. They're familiar with you. They—they—they they, they like the same thing you do. That you know, some people go, "Oh wow, I went. I worked at Deloitte too," you know. And then they, you know, we have that that bond, that we have that uh, connection. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid, and don't be politically correct anymore because it gets you nowhere. It's going to mm-hmm. attract clients that don't like you and you don't like them, and then they're gonna be a problem, and then they're gonna want their money back. Don't do it, it's not worth it. Just let people in. Let them know what you stand for, what your core values are, what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, I'm not saying you get political up here either. You know, <laughs> that could be very unpopular. Um, but uh, just, you know, the kind of person you are, just let them in, be real. Yeah.
0: I love that. I feel like, you know, people can just relate to you so much more when you don't seem so, so uber polished, right? Like you've, you've allowed for that authenticity to come through and, and be more relatable. And I remember this from the being in the fitness industry and, you know, having curvy hips and, you know, being a normal sized girl, uh, it wasn't, it attracted more clients that way. It wasn't, they weren't after, you know, the, the super, uh, bulk health, like weightlifter, right? They were after someone that they could relate to. And so I think that's such an important point. Exactly.
1: Now, when I say um, be yourself, I'm not saying that you don't practice and rehearse and be professional. I'm not saying that at Mm -hmm. all. You still need to practice one hour for every two minutes of speech. So if you're doing a 30 minute speech, that means 15 hours and that's how you get good. That's how you become transparent and relax and can let all that you know, stuff that, you, that a lot of people hang on to like the words, don't ever write out your speech word for word or you will become a prisoner of your own words and you will wanna read it and then you'll lose your place. And then we can see it on the screen. Don't do it. You just outline and practice for heaven's sake. And when you practice, speak out loud so you can hear it. That's how you get good. That's how you become the
0: script. And that's what professional speakers do hmm that's a great tip thank you interesting um one last uh one last question on that before we let you go rv i know your time is so valuable especially leading up to a big event that you have coming up you know what is um what is of uh, the best way to find stages for people to get on oh boy you know what And In, that's a loaded question sorry <laughs> been
1: crazy busy now crazy busy because everybody's gone virtual so the other day um a couple of days ago, I spoke in Las Vegas, right? And I would have never been able to go to Las Vegas and drive there and do it all for free, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they're opening up. I think I have five speaking engagements this next week. Just people have been coming out of the woodwork and calling me up and having me speak at their events. I'm speaking tomorrow morning at an event you know, that's a, an hour drive away if I was to drive it. So, uh, so to answer your question, uh, number one, it, it's like go online start going to some of these networking events there's like uh, women happy hour events that are happening um, you know so there's extra extra events that are happening that wouldn't happen and go and visit them visit as many as you can and see if it's a right fit for you and your topic and then reach out to the you know to the president the host who's ever running the meeting I did that yesterday I was talking to a client of mine about something else and then I said, "Well, what about your group? You're hosting a group." And he's like, "Yeah, I am." And so I got an 8-minute spot. Woohoo. <laughs> Friday, you know, so so just open, go out there and 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 network and open yourself up and pe- they'll come. Once people start knowing it, your topic and if you're a good speaker or not then they will say tell somebody else and they'll tell somebody else and you'll get all the speaking engagements you can handle mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to tell people when you're introducing yourself in in a Zoom room for 30 seconds that you're a speaker right you might be the president ceo of a company but you can also add and I'm a speaker looking for speaking engagements mm-hmm. and that will that will absolutely attract uh, speaking engagements to you. If you did that, have you just made that a habit?
0: Yeah, interesting, and that's so. It's such an important point because uh, I have been speaking for a while, but I've never asked on social media. And just recently, someone challenged me to just ask on my Facebook profile if anyone knew of any speaking engagements coming up. I got thirteen speaking engagements, including speaking for Deloitte in the Grand Cayman. So isn't that crazy? Like it was just out of out of the bully Like that was such a wow. Good Yeah, it was really interesting how that just kind of unfolded. And I never thought to ask on social media for that.
1: So, now what social media was it,
0: LinkedIn or Facebook? It was actually on Facebook. Wow. It's on my personal profile. Yeah. And these people were actually personal friends of mine that were reaching out and didn't know that I was speaking. And just goes to show you that, more sure you use social media, that you don't, people still don't know necessarily what you're doing unless you ask for something.
1: Now, did you ask for it in a post or you just put it in your profile?
0: I asked for it in a post.
1: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's a good strategy,
0: yeah. Michelle. Yeah. I just wanted to share the tip because you said to ask and it's uh, you know it just as a proven s- strategy that works so well so just ask because people don't know that you're looking unless you let them know and that's Yay. what I that's what yeah. I find just like you asked your client the other day and there you go now you have a spot on, that's right. on on his thing so i think that's really great so thank you RV. you've got so much great content i'm really excited what can we expect to learn at the million dollar speaker summit coming up well, you're going
1: to learn, and it, again, it's just me training, so it's not a multi-speaker marathon or anything, it's speaker training, so you're going to learn how to craft your million-dollar message, how to reach millions, especially in this virtual world, and how to make millions, so that's basically it, how to making millions, meaning use it to attract clients use it to sell from the platform, uh, that kind of thing. So uh, it's gonna just be incredible. So whether you're speaking now or not speaking, thinking about speaking or a professional speaker, there's gonna be a lot of information for you because I'm revamping my entire uh, presentation for the three days because I'm adding the whole virtual mm-hmm. training. So the virtual world, you know, virtual etiquette, how to look your best, how to speak your best, and then we 're going to do some facebook live training i 've got a formula for that that we 're going to do so it 's totally different than it was so if you 've been before it 's totally different this year because we 're in a different world on different stages
0: I love it and Arvi, you know to be honest you're the first person i've i 've heard say that you 're teaching people how to use the virtual stages too, but yeah. that above anything else is as well a really interesting uh, a really interesting um, uh, takeaway that we're going to be able to get from your, your events. So I'm really looking forward to all of those things, learning from the master herself and just honing in on those stories and those skills and those, that presence and standing up. And I'm standing up too, because I cannot sit down doing podcast interviews. Yay. People can hear that, right? They can hear your energy through yes. the microphone and even more so when you're standing on the stage in front of them. Yeah. So <laughs> Thank you so much, Arby, for your time you. today. I know how busy you are. So we really value so much and are honored that you would spend this time with us. And for those of you guys listening at home, please go and join me at the summit. Super excited. Again, it's a million dollars Summit.
1: Speaker no Summit, sorry. Speaker
0: Summit. Stop. Million dollar Speaker. So I'm sorry, Arby. Summit.com. Make sure you join us there. And uh, you are going to learn so much and you're gonna get so much value. And I'm super thrilled uh, to be going as well. So Arvi, thank you again for your time today.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. And just the last word for the listeners, just remember everybody out there is waiting for your words. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Until next time, Amplify You family, be awesome. Go out there, share your message with the world because the world needs you. Thanks again, Arv.